Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's been a while since uh, we've had one of our debrief podcasts uh, all the way back to August the 9th. So here we are almost two months down the road. It's been a pretty busy time uh, here at eCardingNews.com. We've been on the road covering a lot of races and you know what? You just get uh, buried under the uh, the workload here at the website that uh, both David Cole and I uh, tried to find some time to, to, to get one done, and, and we just weren't able to do it. So, again, Rob Howden here alongside David Cole. Thrilled to be back with another podcast. It is something that's going to be uh, more part of what we do on a regular basis heading into 2018. Of course, now that we're actually kind of into a, a little bit of an off season. Uh, of course, the podcast is a big part of what will be our EKN radio network. You're going to see more of that uh, come the end of October. A lot of great stuff that David and I have planned uh, for 2018. Today's show uh, being brought to you by Briggs & Stratton Racing. Uh, not too much you have to say about Briggs & Stratton, man. They've done so much for the uh, the grassroots level of the sport here over the last couple of years. Of course, the 206 program really pressing the reset button on club karting from coast to coast, not only in, in, in the U.S. either, but in, in Canada as well. The 206 program uh, really bringing a lot of people back to the sport, and, and great to have Briggs & Stratton on board with us. Uh, let's bring in David Cole, the uh, managing director of uh, eCardingNews.com, managing editor and news desk manager, let's put it that way. David Cole, uh, it's been two months since we've been on a podcast. It doesn't seem that long, but you and I had, we had the throttle down for the last couple of months, I think. Time flies when you're having fun, exactly. <laughs> Very, true. Uh, Very true. Yeah, it's been a busy, busy, busy two months. Uh, we thought August was busy, but uh, it just rolled right into September, and then boom, before we knew it, we're in October. So uh, it's, it's September, like of any month this year, September seemed like it absolutely blew by. Like, I mean, we it was Rock Island, you were at Rock Island, I was at the IndyCar Mazda Road to Indy Race at Watkins Glen, all of a sudden we're at Lancaster, and I get home and it's October. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's pretty much how it went. Uh, you know, it helps oh, with with kids going back to school. At least for me, kids yeah. back to school, football on TV, and your new the, the the new season premieres of all your TV shows. So it's just like that's, that's, it's just nonstop busy, busy, busy. You throw in work, sleep, and eat there, and then you, that's it. That's your September. You know, uh, let's let's do a fifteen second before we jump into the top news of the day. Let's do a fifteen second. How do you feel about your Chicago Bears this year? Let's not talk about the Bears. Well, dude, you're a diehard fan. You know, the, the biggest issues you have was Cutler. He's gone. Like, do you not feel like... Just do not feel like Don't start with the Cutler thing. Come on. As we saw, as we saw okay. in, the, in the memes online, Cut, uh, Gannon, whatever his name is, he's, he's a Cutler. He's just like Cutler. So we're going to find out on Monday Night Football if Mitchell Trubisky can, can come in and be the savior for the Chicago Bears. You know what, Dave? I, I really hope so because, you know, honestly, when I watch NFL football, I I hope the Bears do well because I want to know what David Cole I'm going to be dealing with on Monday. Is it going to be happy Dave or is it going to be grumpy Dave? Because well, you never know what's going to be like on Monday. Well, this Monday will be grumpy because I'll be waiting for the game all day. Well, you won't be grumpy because you'll be happy because the loss will not have happened yet. It mm-hmm. won't have happened until that night. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's it's like – it's like it's like the the waiting for the start of the race. You got the bugs flying. You're like, you just don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to be like well, that that kind of guy all all day long. I'll I'll play the Canadian card. The Toronto Maple Leafs won in the home or their opener last night. They played in Winnipeg and kicked their asses. So hockey wise, NHL wise, the Leafs are one zero. That's a good start. I think we're gonna have a good yeah, season. And your Buffalo Bills are coming off a big win over Atlanta. You know, I used to be a big Buffalo Bills fan. Not so long. I, I had to endure the uh, the three horrible Super Bowls uh, where I was the only guy at the party rooting for Jim Kelly and the Bills. You, you but, probably uh, have the kicker's jersey, don't you? 
<laughs> no, 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 I do not. No, Scott Norwood. No, I do not. <laughs> hey, let's let's go into top news, Dave. I, I know, obviously, as people know that, uh, of course, follow eCard News every morning, or, or you know, listen to our, our debrief podcast on the way to work or, or coming home. Uh, you're the man that uh, handles the news news desk at EKN, and, and really, part of the reason why we've been so unbelievably busy is there's a ton of stuff happening. Uh, series getting their eight, 2018 schedules out early. Um, a lot of movement happening in terms of specs for next year as well. Uh, just a lot of news coming in. So, you know, get, get us started on some of the stuff that's happened, at least that you want to hit on right now uh, over the last two months. Well, one of them that we learned while we were at uh, the Summer Nationals for Scusa was the passing of uh, legendary Carter Duffy Livingston. Uh, passing away at the age of 92, many who referred to him as the godfather of karting. Uh, he yeah. is who the Duffy Trophy from IKF was named after. Um, he's been a longtime ambassador of the sport, still continued to be part of karting in, in some type of aspect uh, as far as maybe the vintage stuff over the last decade or so. But, uh, yeah, but exactly. yeah, that's uh, so to start off on a somber note, it was really, I mean, obviously in 92, that's a, that's a great, great lifespan. It's a somber, it's a somber thing, of course, to talk about anybody passing, but you know, I, I think, any of us in this sport, whether you're in the sport or in your life with your family or wherever you are, to be able to have that kind of a legacy, I think is that's such a positive thing. You know, he was such a major player in making the sport happen, getting it, uh, you know, out of the uh, out of the gates, off, the, you know, get the green flag for for the sport itself, and uh, for him to have the legacy that he had. Of course, in 92 years, uh, a long life, had, had a lot of stuff after karting as well. But yeah, to get him to come back and. And spent some time with uh, what is now a burgeoning part of the sport, the the vintage side of uh, of karting was really cool. But it's again tough tough to hear. But again, uh, it was it was great to be able to have a guy like Duffy uh, as such a master sure. of our sport. Uh, so getting into the more concrete news uh, in the sport itself, um, Rock Cup Promotions set out their 2018 calendar. Uh, they've taken over the Florida Winter Tour uh, that has been uh, very popular over the last decade and a half, maybe two decades, uh, if you want to correct me on that. Um, they're going to narrow it back down to one weekend a month, going to Palm Beach, Ocala, Orlando, all through January, February, and March. Uh, and then they're looking at uh, the rest of the summer months being uh, hosting two events called the Rock Festivals. Uh, they're going to have one at the, in the upper northeast at Oval- Oakland Valley Raceway Park in July. The first one, however, will be down in NOLA in New Orleans in May. So uh, that'll be something new and interesting for for the karting community itself. It's just an event you go to uh, and something that, you know, the Rock program is trying to build, uh, you know, a following again. Uh, and then they're going to wrap it up with the uh, year-end event at the uh, Rio in Las Vegas uh, at the beginning of November, uh, right around uh, Halloween time. Yeah, I don't think it's a, a bad call for them instead of trying to have a, a national series, more like, they said throwing on a couple of what would essentially be Grand Nationals, right? A festival where, hey, guys, we're going to have a big race at this awesome racetrack. Uh, everybody in the local area, or, or if you want to come and travel, c- come and play. I think the, the Rock Festival idea is, is pretty solid. Uh, you're right. The Florida Winter Tour actually, I believe, starting in 1998 and 99. I believe that was the first season of the of the, uh, of the Florida Winter Tour. So we're 20 years on with that program as well. And again, as you said, they're taking over and uh, from, the, from max speed. Uh, and then the Rock the Real. So again, you know they're they're doing what they can to to lay some roots down for the Rock program nationally. Uh, it should be interesting to watch how that program develops as we roll into 2000. Yeah, and I think I think going to NOLA, a track that a lot of people want to go to and and experience. Uh, we went there this year with the uh, 
summer with the Scusa Pro Tour with the Winter Nationals. Uh, we've been there with the World Finals yeah. for Rotax. So uh, it's it's a place people do want to go and, and try out at least once. So that'll give the rock people an opportunity to go and, tr- and test that out. And also the OVRP, uh, brand new pavement, brand new track design. Well, not new, but updated track design. Uh, so Tim Hannon has done a lot of work up there, and, and it's and he's building a, a, a stronger region up there in the New yeah, York agreed. area. Again. Agreed. He's doing a great job. No doubt about it. Let's let's segue right that, Dave. It's a good segue in from the Rock Cup Promotions, obviously their own program, but right into the Challenge of the Americas. Andy Saisman making the move from Rotax to Rock. It's going to be uh, obviously challenging. Used the word challenging. It's going to be a challenge for him to make that transition. Uh, but putting the good, you know, the good classes like you expect down. They're going to bring Briggs back again. Talk a bit about uh, the class structure that Andy has, uh, you know, confirmed for 2018. Well, thankfully, with moving to the different engine package, the, the class age structure is pretty much the same. Where you have your micro, your mini, your masters, your junior, and your senior. Uh, nothing, nothing pretty much out of the ordinary in that terms. Um, following the Rock Cup uh, engine platform. Uh, obviously your senior your masters are on the same engine the junior uses the same gp engine with the uh, exhaust restrictor your mini and micro use the same engine uh except for the micro using a, a exhaust restrictor as well too um the biggest change is tires uh the bridgestone uh rock special uh compound the ylr is going to be used throughout the for the rock uh, category both adding the shifter masters and senior all, so all the rock carts are going to be on the same tire that is used worldwide, and it's mm. a it's a lot more popular tire than than what we've seen in the challenge before. <laughs> Very true. So uh, and then adding to that, uh, what we've seen throughout uh, last year was the addition of the Briggs and Stratton two hundred six engine platform, where they uh, where Andy's going to provide a senior and junior class for that as well, and they're moving to the Bridgestone tire, the YLC. Um, they have a lot of support uh, in Southern California right now with the Briggs and Stratton engine program. Uh, the Tri-C Carters is what uh, Andy's been working with, and they use utilize the YLC tires, so that's what he's going to stick with for his three events. And again, it's the non-championship class, so you know it. it does, it's not forcing people to travel to all three events, but you know people can travel to all three events or pick one or the yeah. other. So again, it's it's still that opportunity for local drivers to come in and race with, with some of these bigger teams that you typically see at the challenge. Well, Davey, we, we put you in the 206 at Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, again, on the schedule for this year. They're not going to Tucson, but they're going to Cal Speed and Sonoma. Do we need to start working on potentially getting you a ride for one of those two tracks? <laughs> I've driven Cal Speed. I've raced at Cal Speed. I got a chance to race with Mike Smith and uh, the Cal Speed karting crew down there uh, at a Tri-C race. Uh, I don't think I've raced at Sonoma yet. So, hey, listen, th- think about it. I gotta get you, maybe get you back behind the wheel. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, huh, I don't. I, if I had to pick the three, my my of the three, my favorite track would probably be Sonoma to yeah. drive. It's a pretty badass track. Um, but again, like I said, I've driven Sonoma and I've driven Phoenix now. So maybe I would like to drive Cal Speed to to, to try it out. Um, All right, we'll it's obviously it. it's obviously a difficult track as as it. You know, there's carts on it every single day of the year. Sure. I, you know, I, as I said, I ran the Tri-C race last year with Mike Smith and the uh, team CSK on the VLR chassis. And God, I had a good time. I ran with the Masters guys in 206. God, we had a good time. It was fun. It was a, it was a heck of a lot of fun. So, um, actually, no, I ran, I ran the spec VLR class because it was a bunch of young punks I had to run against. That's right. <laughs> I remember that. A little young, little whippersnappers up in front of me. Uh, 
so again, Challenge of the Americas confirming their class structure. They got the schedule confirmed. Of course, we're looking forward to getting back there with our EKN Trackside Live program. It'll be live audio as it has been for the last number of years. We have a, a great working relationship with Andy Saisma, a good friend of ours. Uh, let's move on to Robopong, Dave. And man, uh, it's tough. That race, so many people speak so highly of having such a great time over the last number of years. You look at some of the guys that have won the race, like Ricky Rudd and uh, and Ed Carpenter. There's been so many you know stars of racing. Joseph Newgarten, who have won um, at the Robopong 200, but it's not going to happen again this year, which is, I think, tough. Yeah, he was one of the uh, first young racers to be able yeah. to allowed to race in the Robopong, I believe, at maybe age 14 or 15 uh, during its one of the first initial years of it. Uh, now an IndyCar now champion. IndyCar champion. <laughs> Scott Dixon was one of the first racers to race in the event as well, too. Um, trying to think of others. Obviously, Dan Weldon, who the trophy is named after. Yeah. Uh, you, you, listen, you and I have talked about the issues. that We'll just talk yeah. briefly about it. You know, We'll come back to the fact that they're, they're actually going to have a 206 endurance race at the end of the month. Um, but you, know, you and I have talked about the RoboPong and just some of the changes in the in the sport in terms of why probably it's just you know there's just it doesn't get the momentum right now and that's i think you mentioned it to me david in some of our discussions but the fact that we're, there just really isn't a lot of club guys racing tag there really isn't i mean we're seeing the decline in wka we're seeing the decline in uspks in terms of of guys who are racing the tag engine um we see a lot of masters guys doing it uh, at the national level it seems to be the tag masters class is growing back again however Agreed. They they don't want to beat themselves up for a hundred laps each, you know. I mean, it's it's and and so that's where there well, that's where it boils down to. The, the the event used to be more towards the grassroots racers, where hey, you can come and race an IndyCar driver or the top driver in WK or the top driver here, top driver there in a two hundred lap race with with your friends. Come hang out and have a good time. Yeah, with the pit stops and it's a exactly. strategy and just come and have a great time you know, when as it was, a team. When it was at its highest, it was with 93 entries, I believe, was the yeah. highest. I would say probably 75% of them were club racers. Yeah. you know, And, and that's, that's who's missing now from the event now. None of them are coming back because they know it, you, they have no chance of winning with, with some of the bigger teams coming in with their, with their top drivers and spending – thousands of dollars on tires because they're changing tires every pit stop bringing in with five or six, with five or six guys in with, the pit stop. i was just gonna say they're bringing in five <laughs> or six guys to help pit stops so it's it, it made it more of a a professional event but it was still a fun event to attend yeah. and be part of now uh we're transitioning they're 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 stopping that and they're moving into a new type of endurance event focused on where everybody is at the grassroots level which is the briggs Briggs package. Uh, true. And talk more about that. I, I think it's a great idea. I love it. Yeah, it was something that was already on their schedule. They were looking to do it the weekend after Robopong, and, and they didn't have anything worked out yet until the, this past week, actually. Um, so they're going to do a 125-lap race, uh, either Ironman or a two-man team, um, a mandatory of one pit stop because they're going to make sure everybody starts with the same amount of fuel. So that'll be that'll be really interesting to see how people stretch out their fuel runs. Uh, one set of tires for qualifying in the event. So it, it makes it you know you go in at four hundred dollar entry, which includes a set of tires. It's a it's a cheap endurance race to be part of, I and mean, you don't have to have a lot of pit crew. You just have to have somebody to fill the tank. I mean, you can get out of the cart and fill the tank yourself if you want. I guess. So I've always said the best way to do that is to mandate a time. Yeah. 
right? You, that, that once you come in to stop, it's five minutes. Pick, pick whatever time. You, you can give them as much time as you want. Five-minute pit stop. Click, go. Well, go that'll be there. the good That's, thing about I, it because the 206 doesn't really eat up fuel. So everybody's, so it's going to be yeah. a mandatory one stop. Unless drivers yeah. can't make a stint, you know, say 75 laps or something like that. And then they have to come in because they can't handle it. I could see you doing that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I figured that, I think you... I don't know if I'd be able to do like 50 or 20 laps there. Really? Come on. I, I think 50 tough. in a Briggs would be easy. 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 You say. Wow. That's, uh, those are pretty stout words there, Cole. I mean, doing it in a tag would be impossible for me, yes. But in a Briggs, <laughs> I mean, at least you have time to relax. Although it is a tighter circuit that they're not doing yep. the full, oh, okay. uh, down to I 70 right. straightaways. So it's, it's, doesn't give you quite the breathing room. So it might, yeah, it might beat you up a little bit more, but. I, I think they're going to have a lot of people trying it to do it on their own. So that'll be uh, interesting to see. Well, Dave, there's a huge 206 following at, at Newcastle as well. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. They just, they just, they just had a, they had a great race with the 206 Cup, had their Grand National this past weekend. We'll talk about more about that in the next debrief. Um, but, you know, there's such a good turnout there. That, that race could be absolutely massive. For sure. Uh, you got a lot of local guys and a lot of regional guys. I mean, we're, I've already seen. Dakota Pesic, a longtime Yamaha driver. I've never seen him race a Briggs, so this would be interesting to see him race Briggs. I think you have. <laughs> I like a, it. I think you have a lot of mechanics who wrench nationally who would love to just jump into yep. two hundred six and try and run one hundred twenty five laps straight just to see if they can do it. I think for me, that's what the two hundred six does. Right, it, it's so easy for someone to grab a used uh, national two cycle chassis, throw Briggs on it, and go have a blast and and really hard hardcore racing and fun. That's that's it. That's that's. I love it. That's the perfect part of this. Well, this isn't Briggs that what tag program. began? <laughs> isn't that what tag started? Uh, it, uh, it will be a long story to go back and talk about why tag is here and how it ever started because that's a story that you'd need uh, a bottle of whiskey and a lot of notes from Tom Argy we'll, to actually we'll, come out. We'll get correctly. a bottle of Gentleman Jack with some coffee mugs and talk about it later. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea down the line. Hey, listen, you got one more piece of top news that you wanted to bring out. Drop that, and let's uh, we'll move Yeah, on. the uh, WK Manufacturers Cup Series coming up next weekend, actually, is moving the IAMI Senior and Junior tag classes to the Bridgestone YNB tire. It's the brand-new tire for Bridgestone. Uh, obviously, they had some type of stocking issues, I guess, with the, the YLM tire and it, there's not going to be enough available i guess is is what they say so uh they're making the switch now uh but the great thing about it is is that they're providing one free set of practice tires and two sets for the weekend to race on so a good tire exchange program with grand products and margay and bridgestone all involved uh taking taking care of the racers because of the change so it's going to be a good move for them for everybody i like it I like it. I like it. Again, folks, episode nine of the EKN Debrief Podcast. This show being presented by Briggs and Stratton Racing. Great to have again them on board. Stick with us. we got uh, more to come after this break. Success in motorsports has so much to do with dedication and passion. At Phil Giebler Racing, they are our founding principles. Since our debut in 2010, our focus has always been on building champions. And this weekend, we're aiming to win our 21st Supercarts USA title. If you want to compete and win on the Supercarts USA Pro Tour or the California Pro Car Challenge, or just enjoy professional support at your track day program, Phil Giebler Racing is for you. 
And if you're a passionate driver who's focused on improving your on-track performance, let us help you reach your goals. Our goal is to bring higher, more professional standards to karting and to provide our customers with the best possible products, support, and coaching. As the West Coast distributor for the Ricardo Kart chassis line, we can help kart shops and race teams get set up as a dealer for our Ricardo Kart, Burrell Art, and Freeline products. Contact us today to take your first steps towards the winner's circle. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Our EKN Debrief podcast here on the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden alongside uh, David Cole. David, let's jump into the Ocala Grand Prix racing recap again. Uh, Ocala Grand Prix, fantastic racetrack, uh, Tony Kart uh, importer, dealer. Uh, check them out at ocalagrandprix.com. Uh, David, let's, we got to go way back, obviously, into August as we've got, I think, what, six events that we've got here in the racing recap. Let's briefly touch on the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals, the finale that was held at uh, Newcastle Motorsports Park. You and I, of course, were, uh, were there. We were trackside, uh, did the full coverage all weekend long. Uh, massive numbers in uh, X30 Senior. In fact, 261 total entries, the largest Pro Tour event outside the Super Nationals. Uh, a great weekend. Let's let's start with a little bit of controversy, though, in the X30 Senior category. The title, of course, going down to the wire between Ryan Norberg and Jake uh, Craig. Got kind of well, excited. It, did. it actually it? had a third party with Brandon Jarscrack if he if he would have stayed in there Saturday, but um, that's true. Yeah, he had his own yeah. issues with with a couple of drivers as well that that took him out of the title chase because um, going in it was those three guys, uh, but when we came out of Saturday yep. it was down to Craig and it was down to Norberg, and uh, we, there was a little bit of some argy bargy or uh, schmazzle, if you will. Uh, going on between the two and and a couple other drivers involved as well with uh, uh, Mark Norberg's teammate, Kremers. Yeah, Marion Kremers. Um, so there were some social media discussions about it. Uh, we've, we've seen some onboard footages. So it was kind of uh, 50-50 on who's to blame for what exactly happened. I mean, it, it really looked like it wasn't blatant, I'm taking you out and putting you in the wall type move, but it was if you want to pass me, you need to do harder. You need to try harder. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and it was it was in the pre-final, I believe, as well. And it, again, you know, it's one of those things where I guess when you look at it, a positive you take away sport-wise is that the the championship means that much much to these guys, which I like. Uh, I like guys going hardcore at each other. Um, again, takeout moves are tough. I mean, there is video there. You know, the rate the race directors all had a chance to look at everything. Uh, I believe Kremers was actually uh, not able to run the main event afterwards. So uh, the the race director obviously looked at that and didn't like the move that was made. Again, it just uh, you get the controversy because there's so much pressure. There's so much uh, riding on it, I think, for a lot of these drivers. Now, again, I think we all know that if you win a championship here, you're not going, you know, you're not going car racing. Uh, but again, if you're if you're a car racer, you want to win that championship. And it's, well, hey, the ticket to you, the IME International Finals on the line. I mean, that's a $10,000 ride right there. That's very true. Yeah, you, so, you, uh, yeah, hey, you were correct there. And, and you, can't, you can't deny uh, bragging rights or just, just yep. having your name etched in the history books. I mean, why? I mean, not everybody's getting paid to win at the Super Nats, but everybody wants to win at the Super Nats. You know, true. a, a, a pro tour title is just, <clears throat> just as much uh, recognition. Hey. Speaking of etching your name in the history books and on the trophy, Jake French, wow, what a championship season for him. Uh, double win weekend in the S1 Pro Stock Honda category. Uh, you know, Jake was just impressive all weekend long, and all season long, consistency with the uh, the Dallas Karting Complex Sodi Kart. But, uh, Dave, coming into the finale, 
kind of took hold of it. You know, we, we always wait for a driver to stand up and take hold of a, of a championship. He didn't back into it. He came in there and won both races. That was huge. Well, yeah, he had he put all, put a string of six podium finishes. And when you do that, you, you know you're on to it. So, but like you said, to cap it off with two wins just, just kind of adds two exclamation points saying, I'm the man. I want it. This is mine. Type thing. <laughs> hey, go go through the championship. Obviously, some some quality champions in this category and in this series. This it really is unrivaled in terms of the level of competition. Uh, the Scusa Pro Tour, undoubtedly, uh, the upper echelon of high end sprint car racing. You, know, you can talk about great racing wherever you are. Two hundred six Yamaha, whatever it may be around the country uh, in North America. But man, there's all the big drivers come head to head. So to win a championship on the, on the Pro Tour just means so much. Go, let's, I'll let you list through some of the champions that, that actually walked away from Newcastle with the big trophy. Well, looking at S2, Riley Dickinson, he, he merged at the Winter Nationals with a victory. This young, yeah. now 15-year-old kid, was 14 then. Yeah, uh, just, just He's kind of come from nowhere. Uh, we, we've seen him a few times in, in, uh, at the Challenge. I believe he was at the Challenge one time. Uh, here and there, just kind of doing the Rotax thing, and then boom, he jumps on the, the stock Honda program, and he he I th- he just kind of found his home, and so he was able to click off a win at uh, NOLA, click off a win in Sonoma, and came in and won Saturday at, at Newcastle to pretty much wrap up the title uh, going into Sunday. So uh, it was yeah. another big second straight year that uh, Dallas Carding yeah. Complex and Sodi won the S2 division. Yeah, that's what I was going with that. With that, that way to follow up on a great season for Austin Wilkins the year before. DKC comes in on the Sodi Cart, wins another one. They, they've got a really strong shifter program at that, at that program. That's that uh, that team, very impressive. And while the numbers might not have been there in S four, we still had a championship battle between two former champions, and one of them came out with with another one. Uh, Jordan Musser was able to uh, defeat uh, defending champion Ryan Kinnear in the S four category. Uh, those two kind of went back and forth all year long. I think Ryan had some a little bit of bad luck early on in the year and just quite wasn't there, but he was able to finish with a victory in the final round to to at least stand stand tall and say, you know, I did my best, and, and especially being coming into the weekend sick. So, uh, I was going to say, yeah, he was, he was, he was really yeah, ill. Very ill, so he was able to emerge there. <laughs> and then at the same time, good old Robert Marks defended his S4 Supermasters title uh, holding, you know, beating off Mike Jones and then uh, in throughout the year on that. So uh, another two, two-time champion in that court category as well. Badass. Exactly. Hashtag badass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, look, there's nobody that sits lower in the cart than that guy does. And he's, and I know, he's he looks not, like a cadet And he's truck. not that short. <laughs> he's not that short. Easy now. He's, uh, he's, he's height challenged for sure. Not that bad. He's no... He's, He's five. He's five four five five. Okay, maybe I just don't notice it. That's built for karting, though. Every every Italian go kart was designed around a five foot five Italian right. kid. It's true. That is true. Right. <laughs> so, all right, keep yeah. going. You got four so, more to go. Uh, another driver to defend his title was Derek Wang in the X thirty Master Division. Uh, didn't didn't pull off a victory this year, but uh, was able to be consistent throughout the year stay out of trouble for most of the season and uh, came away with a championship. Uh, winning, though, throughout the year was Dylan Tavella. So Tavella came away with the X30 junior title 
uh, adding to his long list of victories and championships that he's won over the last decade, probably. He, he's been he's been fun to watch the last couple of years, has he not, David? We've, we've been watching him come from the cadet ranks, and man, what a talented young driver. Started to really develop that controlled aggression, you know, when, as opposed to just being kind of over, oh, young kids are sometimes, sometimes over their head and throw the car in there. He's got that that poise and, you know, relaxed comfort, maturity. I, I like to see that, the controlled aggression. No, he's impressive. done a very phenomenal job. Huge. Bigly. Huge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you know what? That can right. go away anytime. Sorry. For me. Oh, I mean you. I mean guy. just Okay, never mind. Cultural okay. no, not the guy. Yes, the <laughs> huge. That can go away. Should we go yeah, back to uh hashtag winning? No, please. <laughs> we can go hashtag winning. I like that. Um <laughs> Mini Swift. Uh, which Morgan was it? It was Car- It was yeah, Carson it Morgan who came away with a championship. He, uh, he pretty much knew where he had to finish Sunday. He didn't even try for the victory. We kind of could see it on the last lap. He was kind of already celebrating halfway through the lap, knowing he had won the clinch the championship, which kind of went down to the wire, but he had earned himself enough points to be able to, uh, to claim his first Scusa Pro Tour championship. And then uh, rounding out the categories with uh, Micro Swift and Elliot Cox winning it on his home track. Uh, coming That's up, it. Yeah, Big one finishing for last year yeah. third, moving up to the number one spot this year. I'm sure he's going to be, again, the best-dressed guy at our uh, Scusa Pro Tour bank. Well, I, may, I might have to challenge him. I might have to run a tuxedo to get oh. by him because, man, he looks good. That kid knows how to dress. What color is a tuxedo? Oh, I might, uh, I might have to go uh, full Dumb and Dumber yellow, I'm thinking. It was orange. Was it? Well, I'm colorblind. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I, I struggle to some Did you hear that flag, people? If Rob comes by and doesn't put his hand up for a yellow flag, you know why? Throw me the orange flag. Yeah, throw me the orange flag. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was a great weekend, of course, at the Summer Nationals. Always exciting. Uh, what will we have? Sixty something or fifty nine or something drivers in in the. Uh, in the X30 senior class. And I'm going to give them props for the most part. I thought the racing was pretty clean. There was a couple guys that were getting stupid, but for the most part, it was actually a pretty decent weekend uh, respect wise. Yeah. All without the uh, pushback bumper too. Yeah, exactly. I bring that in. We'll be fine. Well, <laughs> all right, Dave, move on to the uh, manufacturers cup series, the AMK nationals. You were there. Give us the update. Yeah. That was or the report, not the update, the report. Yeah, that was two weeks after the uh, summer Nats over at the Wolf paving raceway in Dowsman, Wisconsin. Everybody knows that's the home of the Badger cart club. Uh, it was a light turnout, not able to break the hundred mark. Uh, not quite sure why that is. Um, some people say they don't want to travel through Chicago to get to Wisconsin. I'm just like, well, if you go the right route, you're going to be fine. <laughs> well, how about just excuses? That, you're a driver. Go. Yeah. Come you on. Know, and it, and, you know, the the Badger Cart Club does a phenomenal job keeping that facility maintained, upgraded, or updated, and uh, and clean. It really is, to me, Dousman's one of those jewels in it, our sport. It, it really know, is. such a great track. You know, and, and and I think, again, it because it challenges the driver, because there's not a t- there's no time there for a break. No, you know, you're, no, you're always turning, always turning. Not Even on the straightaways, you're turning, because there's I a know, kink coming, or, or you're setting up. And so I think the only thing that uh, that was a negative that we could kind of see was the new section that they added. 
Um, they they put down the rhino ceiling that we've seen at Dallas Carding Complex and stuff like that. So it provided a really different challenge because you go from the old pavement to the new pavement. Well, if you're loose on one end when you go to the new stuff. You're you're bicycling on that end. So it was uh, it was a bit of a challenge for the drivers, but uh, it, a little bit of rain threw in a threw in another challenge again. But uh, other than that, uh, the event went smooth, and uh, I don't think they were in the ambulance run, so that was good. That's <laughs> a big, big plus. You'd said uh, a couple drivers actually stepped up. Tell us who, uh, who was good. Yeah, to, uh, in the two senior categories, Alex Kardashian, he won both Yamaha and IAMI on Saturday, and then Braden Neves came back on Sunday to, uh, to uh, duplicate that feat by winning both Yamaha and IAMI. You know, Labor Day weekend's obviously a big one in, in karting, and uh, while I'm absolutely thrilled that I get a chance to be part of the Mazda Road to Indy and, and work with IndyCar Radio Network when we go to Watkins Glen uh, for the Labor Day event, the finale of the, uh, the Mazda Road to Indy, it kills me <laughs> that I'm not able to go to the Rock Island Grand Prix. I've been there, what, 15 straight years at one point. Uh, I hate it that I don't get to go, uh, but, you know, you've taken my place uh, in terms of being there for EKN. Of course, Tim Coyne on the mic. You get a chance to race, which I'm jealous of, and it sucks. Uh, <laughs> but, man, you know what? I was able to tune in a little bit in my breaks when I was at Watkins Glen. And just to see the fact that they topped 300 entries for the first time in, what, probably 10 years, such a huge deal. I'm, I'm really happy to see Rock Island starting to get that momentum again. People are starting to feel what it's like to be a part of that race again. Yeah, it's the, the, the numbers speak for itself because we haven't reached that 300 mark until 2007 the yeah. racing on track was competitive kept you on the edge not knowing what's going to happen and it's just racing in front of spectators people who don't even know us they just come out and they love to watch us year in and year out i mean i'm sure there's people now who went there as a kid who are now taking their kids to go watch i mean that's yeah. that's how long this event's right. been going so uh yeah, it's, right. it's an exciting event to be part of each and every year so uh, let's talk about uh, the drivers who were able to pick up the rocks. Obviously, we mentioned Duffy Livingstone and the Duffy being a big trophy. Uh, you know, when it just comes to that single-named trophy, you, you know, you've got your, your, your Screaming Eagles and that kind of thing, the rocks, one of the most iconic. You know, this race has been around for 20 years now. Um, who, were, who were the guys that were able to put a rock on the, on the trophy shelf? Well, the last two years have been dominated by Tony Nielsen and Cal Stewart. Tony, we saw, picked up six that one year in 2015. Last year in 2016 was Cal Stewart with five in his first ever five rock trophies. Uh, so yeah. those two led this year's event, each picking up three of their own. Uh, it was a it was a kind of crazy battle to watch because one would get one, then the other would get one, and they would kind of go back and forth, you know. So it was it was fun to watch that, you know. I think you know they they've been watching each other all race or all weekend long, seeing what the other was doing. I think Stewart. I think Stewart really might have had the chance for a fourth had not he had an engine not start at the start during one of the Yamaha races. So, uh, and then and then Nielsen uh, picked up three of his own. They each had their class, like Cal picked up and one in tag, and and Nielsen picked up one in, in Briggs Masters. So they each got one without racing each other. The other six classes that they were in were against each other. So it was it was fun to watch. I love it. That's awesome. But Austin Wilkins coming up as well. Good to see a little bit of kind of renewed excitement in the King of the Streets battle, the shifter cart battle. Uh, Austin and the, and the DKC Sodi cart guys rolling up to, uh, to grab a little rock of their own. 
Well, as you know, the 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 street race there, it's about speed, and it's about being nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've driven 125 shifter a couple times in the masters category once in the rain it's all about being a little bit nuts <laughs> so so austin wilkins came up last year for his first time and ended up finishing the event with the fastest overall lap ever recorded at the rock island yeah uh so this year that he came back this year rather than on in addition to being the fastest guy there this weekend or this year he came up and won the King of the Streets race and won the open shifter class to leave with his first two rocks as well. Cool to think of some of the guys that uh, have put that crown on before, like a Scott Speed, Bobby Wilson, Alan Rudolph. Uh, you know, you go through some of these guys that uh, back you know, in the earlier days uh, have been able to wear that crown. It was a pretty amazing thing to be able to to be able to win it at Rock Island, I think, in King of the Streets. It, it, they're all big, of course, but, you know, in the shifter cart world where we came from with Shifter Cart Illustrated Mags, and that was our big thing was to be able to find out who was going to win the, you know, the King of the Streets. For sure. My, my first year, it was watching Rudolph. It was watching Kyle Wiegand. It was watching yeah. all these guys that I had read about in the magazine that we were doing, and, and even on eCarting News you know, seeing them race in person. Uh, it was, it was pretty exciting to watch and it still kind of is, it's got that thanks to Josh Lane. It, it's kind of gotten that rejuvenation because he, he's just there to race whoever he can. The best, the best of the best last year, Remo Ruskitty came over from, uh, can came down from Canada and, uh, put a whooping on him and, and he wanted more, but, uh, and so he brought in Wilkins. He brought in some other guys that came in for the first time from the East coast, you know? So I think, and it has that fun factor too, where there's, there's no stress. You go out there you make your, get your sessions done and you go out and you race and you try to be the fastest you can. And you try to push it to the limits as best as you can. I agree. That's the thing I love about rock Island. It's that it doesn't have that over oh, that stress of having to bang out all these six, seven different sessions a day. If you're running just shifters, you get a couple chances to be on the track with two different categories. It's just, it's more laid back, but you're allowed to go out and have a good time. Now, one of the things I think we talked about David is that, the race, obviously, over 300 entries this year. And again, in big thanks to the fact that 206 has got so much momentum. Number one, 206 being what, you know, nearly 60% of the entries this year, but plus the Margay Ignite program. Such a, such a great program for Margay, the spec chassis, everybody on the same cart. Not just the same engine, not just a 206, which as a spec sealed package is leveling the playing field across the board. Margay went that one step further, built a full spec program. They've, they've been to Daytona. You know, they, they're doing their own stuff over at the Gateway Cartway. They're, you know, they're, they've got a deal going at 61 Cartway as well. They've got the Ignite Challenge uh, at Rock Island. I know you've had a chance to race it a couple times as well. Just a great program to be able to allow people to come in there, either rent a ride or bring your own Ignite and have fun on a very level playing field. Well, that's part of it because a lot of these, you know, especially in the Yamaha classes, some of these guys have been there for 15 years. And they, they know exactly what their cart needs to be set up, where the Ignite, everybody's on basically the same package, all, and you do a little track width, maybe a little cast or camber change to, to adjust your driving style, and you go. There's there's no uh, magic setup with it. You just It's all about driver and being able to push the limits, even like you do in the shifter. So it, and it's really fun. I mean, a lot of these guys, they – they don't get away from their local track. So this is their, their one opportunity to kind of get away and travel to, to a, a premier event and have fun. Well, let me let, I know you have an EKN on track article coming from your, uh, your race in the, in the Margay ignite. It's not going to have a happy, happy ending. Uh, but you were strong, David, yourself and your own driving. 
You know, and the E-Cardinus crew has has done fairly well at Rock Island. Tim Blaney had a good run back in the day with Shifter Card Illustrated in the tag uh, class, tag senior class, had a chance at a win. Master. Um, and Masters. Was it Masters? Are you sure? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was Masters. Yeah. I, I had a great run a couple of years ago. Uh, started second to Tony Nielsen in LO206 Masters, ended up in fourth. No one's ever started on the pole before. You're the first staff member to start on the pole. You had a couple good runs in uh, uh, in the heat program. Man, what was it like to start on the pole at Rock Island? I'm going to have to see if Bonner started on the pole when he raced there because then I could be like the, the top journalist at Rock Island then, right? Wow, that's true. You probably could okay. be. So, well, <laughs> I think calling you a journalist is a stretch, don't you think? Uh, it's true. He's he's much more of a journalist and a driver than I am. <laughs> is he? He's a mechanic now. You're still a journalist. He's at least. more he's of a, a driver coach. I've never really seen him wrench before. Wow, <laughs> that, that's a double drop. I just said he wasn't a journalist, and you said he wasn't even a mechanic. <laughs> um, wow. But uh, no, about the event, yeah, it was it was yeah. it was a unique thing to start on pole. Um, now that they have the uh, the heat races on Saturday, you do the P pick. And so last year, I think I started on, on pole on a P pick, which isn't very fun because you don't get the passing points. That's this right. year, I drew last in the master's class and was able to go from 19th to second. Now, that I'm telling you is the most fun you'll ever have. Even <laughs> though I finished second and came like one foot away from winning the race in just 10 laps it was it was that was probably the most fun i had ever at the rock island aside from off the track <laughs> aside from dressing up like the travoltas and rocking out exactly i you know what we're not going to go into much more because those of you who may not have read the whole race report david's of course going to do a full on track article you can on track about his margay ignite experience that'll be coming up on the site very soon so let's move from rock island to what was, I guess, uh, two weeks later, I was actually out at Pat's Acres Racing Complex in Canby, Oregon. It's been a long time, almost 15 years, I think, since I've been to the track. Uh, the Egger family, of course, I'm very close with them, Chris and Lisa and the kids. Uh, but to get back to that track, another iconic facility. We were there for the finale for the Can-Am Karting Challenge. A really cool weekend where they, instead of having two full days of racing like they normally do, they do qualifying heat races and on Saturday, then pre-final, final on Sunday, kind of a championship weekend deal. Lots of points up for grabs. Man, it was a fun weekend. Uh, the biggest event ever in the series history, 110 entries. Uh, solid fields in the shifter and LO206 classes. The shifters also t- teamed up and had, I want to say, a half dozen or more added drivers coming in from the uh, the Oregon Two-Stroke Championship. They were there. I think over 20 drivers in shifter. Uh, I think we had 29 in LO206 Senior, and 10 each in Junior and Cadet. Uh, just a fantastic atmosphere, David, to be out there. That track's kind of in you know in the middle of a, in the middle of a forest, it almost seems like. Big, huge tree right in the middle of the front straightaway, which in the history of that, of that track, no one's ever hit, by the way. <laughs> um, it was just fun. We had a lot of, lot of fun. It kind of rained on and off in, in, on Sunday, so you never knew what tires you're going to be on. Uh, Bottom line was we just had a, a really good weekend. There was some a lot of fun racing. Uh, there's a lot of really great drivers out there. Um, and I, I, I'm looking forward to going back next year. I, you know, I talked to Mike Rollison. Uh, they want us to come back with the ECAN Trackside Live program. I think he's looking at potentially evolving from three races to four races in 2018. And I know Mike's planning on sending out a survey later in October to all the racers and saying, hey, what do you guys want? What classes do you want? You know, he's a, he, there's a basic movement where he's going in terms of classes but he's going to ask them where they want to race what tracks potentially they want to race at so 
You know, Mike is a racer. He's a team owner with Rollison Performance Group. He's a promoter. Very similar to what Tom Kutcher's done on his write-up, obviously, to Supercarts USA, being a racer, shop owner, and now promoter. And I think when you have all three of those uh, you know, disciplines within your experience, you're able to make different decisions. And I think Mike's doing a great job with the K&M Karting Challenge. And I'm, I'm Jack for, for, uh, for 2018, and I, and I know we're going back to the park. So Pat's Acres is one, one of my favorite tracks. It was a great event. 110 entries and just awesome well, racing, David. Talk Perfect. about how the uh, the shifter division grew so big. Uh, I believe it was the uh, a partnership with another program. Well, that's the yeah, it's the, the Oregon Two Stroke Championship. Randy Word from Word Racing has kind of brought brought a lot of guys together. Guys that may not travel all over the place, and even Pat Sakers, they only run like five club races a year. It's it's normally they do drift events. They have you know obviously four higher rental karting as well. But this track in Oregon where Randy has, I want to say he's got between five and ten guys or more that come out and run, and they just cherry-pick some races. Hey, we're going to go up to Tri-Cities to Richland for their night race. We're going to go to the park and race with, with, with K&M. They come in. It's a different entry fee for them. They only raced on Sunday. They were, not all of them were there on, on Saturday. Some did, but most came in on, you know, there's five or six guys that came in for just Sunday. It's just Pat's Acres. There's a lot of or- guys from Oregon, and they wanted to come out and run, and there was just... It was a great field of drivers. You know, we had six, seven, eight throughout the season. Of course, Kyle Wick, you know, nationally ranked driver, laid a beating on everybody. Zach Pedidici, who just scored a, a, a Pro Kart Challenge Championship in the S3 Rookie Stock Honda category, was his primary uh, you know, challenger. The guy kind of was the best of the rest on the, on the year. But Pat's end of the season, September, with the O2S series jumping in, there was just that momentum to bring a bunch of guys out and really have probably what was one of the bigger shifter cart races in the Pacific Northwest all happening that weekend. So it's, there's a lot of momentum for this series. There's a lot of great people behind it. People are having fun when they're there. Wick Fabrication put on a great barbecue on Friday night. We had some awesome tri-tip. It was just, you know, it's just one of those weekends where everybody was having a great time. And that's, I think what karting's all about. Now looking to the future, uh, they haven't made any uh, official announcements regarding how their class structure is going to look next year. Have they? Well, that's the cert. I think they're going to throw the survey out. Um, you know, Mike's told me, and I think he's told everybody that the Mini and Micro is going to be Swift. They're moving in that direction in the X30, you know, the IAMI direction. Um, I would not be surprised to see them go to X30 Junior next year for the Junior category. You know, the the, the ro- it, it was it was a heavily Rotax series or a Rotax series primarily for the last number of years, and with that program essentially all but gone to a certain extent here in the U.S. Um, Mike's got to make some moves, uh, but what I think he's probably going to do, and I'm going to speculate only on conversations that I've had, uh, and he's leading this way. And of course, he's probably going to want to bounce it off his his uh, his customers. But the idea for senior and and masters would be to go to a tag format. That way, if if you're a guy that wants to run nationally uh, with an X30 IAMI, you can do that. If you want to run nationally with a Rock, you're going to be able to race that too. So go back to really what that racing has been about for the last. Let's say you go back three years and then go back to further 10. It's just tag racing. I think he's going to run a tag category. That would be my prediction that you're going to run X30. You're going to be able to run Rock. You can run um, the Italian Motors X125. You can run a Leopard if you want. The idea is to let, if you got an engine that's tag legal, come on and race because we're the place to race. You know, that, that's, I think, Mike's concept and kind of open the door as, sure. as like the it. transition kind like of happens it. to full X30. That's my thought. There you go. Hey, you, uh, <laughs> again, we talked about the, at the top of the, the show, we, we never really stopped. 
We did Summer Nats. You went to Dousman. You went to Rock Island. I went to Pats. Then, <laughs> then you you went to USPKS at Audubon. We we never stopped. It was almost every weekend we had something going with the EKN Live program. Yes, uh, traveling to the Audubon Country Club for the first time. I believe you've been down there on the big track. Yeah, I but, tested the uh, Formula SCCA car there. That was but, fun. Uh, yeah, we, uh, so this was the second major karting event they've had there because they had the Route 66 Sprint Series in August. So this was the second event of the year that they've had there. And it's a combination of a temporary small, 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 small tr- kart track that breaks out into the skid pad for a temporary portion of the track. So it was just over a half mile circuit, which kind of made it, you know, a little, it had a little bit of character, a little up and down, little, obviously side to side stuff, but, um, it, it definitely had, a, it was a track full of character and, uh, it tested the drivers that were there. Unfortunately, there was, wasn't very many drivers there with, That's tough. with recording the lowest turnout ever in USPKS history in the five years that the program's been going. End of the season, we, you, know, you know, we've seen it over the, the many years we've been doing this, Dave. Last uh, last race of any series normally falls off quite a bit. Guys that aren't in the championship anymore, guys will always easily find an excuse if they want to save some money for another race. You know what I mean? That's, I don't want to travel. It's too far. It's a temp circuit, whatever it may be. I hate to see that because USPKS has been such a, a vital part of, I think, the revitalization or at least the stability of two-cycle racing in the Midwest. So it's it's always tough to see. Uh, a program have a low point uh, in terms of capping off yeah. the season. Uh, yeah, it it just we've we've seen the low point before, just never been this low. So, uh, yeah. but throughout the weekend, they uh, they the championships were decided. Brandon Jarzakrak, Alex Bertignoli were your top senior drivers. Jarzakrak in the IME division, Bertignoli in the KA100, becoming the inaugural uh, series champion for that category. Uh, Max Kowalski won the IME Junior. James Lynch. Yamaha Jr. Mateo Rubio Luengo was able to wrap up two championships, one in the Yamaha Cadet Division and the other in the Micro Swift Division. He'll be moving up into the mini this he already moved up on Sunday that weekend. So we'll be we'll be seeing him in mini competition throughout uh, 2018. Uh but the guy that won mini was uh Cruz from the Nitro Kart uh, program. Uh, he, he won yeah. micro last year and, and he won mini this year. So this, this kid is another possible Tavella in the making, uh, another calculated driver knows where he needs to put him, put his cart, uh, to be able to be in the hunt for victory. So, uh, a lot of young, a lot of young, yeah, good going, talent here on the East coast. Definitely. I was going to say Cruz working with a guy like Nick Tucker too. You know, the veteran guy has been around forever. Young kid himself won a bunch of championships and, uh, it's good to see the coaching and the mentoring work when you when you when you get some of these kids that really start to show their talent. I love to see it. You know, funny Dave, as I, as I look up and down the Ocala Grand Prix racing recap here, you know, we got, we have our notes that we work from. Uh, you know, largest Pro Tour event, uh, biggest Rock Island since '07, biggest series event in Can-Am karting, and we move on to the largest event in the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix. It's interesting, people. You know, there's there are people that will talk on social media about the sport maybe not being in good shape right now. I don't know, dude. You and I talk about uh, Operation Grassroots and big 206 numbers places. Next pot, next debrief, we're going to talk also about the 206 Cup Grand National. KPX, uh, we're, we're going to have the KPX guys on for a, for a, uh, a podcast soon. There's there's big numbers in a lot of places. There, there are some series, a lot of series, and a lot of clubs that are really strong right now. And I think I, I would like to have that feeling kind of permeate through social media because – 
it's not doom and gloom. We've got a lot of great stuff happening in this sport right now. Definitely. It's, it's good to see the grassroots movement coming in, but like you just said, we're seeing it at the top level as well too. So there's, there it's always the argument. Well, there's too many races. Well, there's not enough races. It's, (laughs) it's just, people are, are trying to find the best places that suit them. Uh, you know, a lot of people are racing at the regional level right now. The Route 66, the F, the Gear Up F series that just wrapped up this past weekend as well, too. Yeah. Um, like you two said, two fantastic series, can, the right? Can, the yeah. Can Am Karting Program, the Texas Pro Kart Challenge. You know, some people just stay at that level; they don't want to go up, or they, they, you know, that's that's their national level racing where they go. So it's hey, go ahead. I was going to say we're going to ju- we're going to jump into the streets of Lancaster, David. But you, you made a great point there, and, and I think that's just a, it's a, and we'll you know, we'll throw some commentary here in the middle of this recap. But it really is the mindset you have to have. And I, you know, I've been able to work my way through. I've never been a national level racer. I was into the industry, into the journalism side before that. But karting's pyramids three levels, and, I, and we talk about this all the time, David. But it's club, regional, and national. You can be a club guy, love your club, and then you go do you do some regional racing to challenge yourself. Or you can be a regional level guy. You base yourself at regional level racing, and you try some national stuff out to have fun. You you run Route sixty six or whatever you know, F series, some of these great regional, national, like solid regional series that are within your driving distance, and then you go try national somewhere. Or you're a national guy that runs all national racing and maybe does some regional races as well. Like you said, a club guy when he goes to a regional, that's his national. When when you step, I remember racing club when I was first started. And I went and ran what was called the OKRA back then. That was our big regional series in Ontario. And my God, like I felt like I, I felt like I was going to the Toronto Indy. You know, that was my national going to the our, our our OKRA events. And I think when people have a better understanding of the realistic pyramid of karting, they don't pressure themselves to run a national. If you're a club guy, don't worry about national. Go to a badass yeah, national I mean, and enjoy yourself. Even even Rock Island. I mean, for those people that have been going there for 15 years or more, that's their super nationals. So, like, that's that's the trophy they want. They don't care about any other trophies. They don't care about any other event. That's the one they want to win. So it, that's why I love watching regional programs grow and get bigger and bigger because it shows that our sports, sub, sub, you know, it's growing still. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree. So And that goes into the streets of Lancaster. One of the reasons why I think it's become – uh, it's or it had its largest turnout, David. How many guys did we talk to who just said, "This is my favorite race. I love being here. I love running the streets. I love running in front of the people." You know, S one, S two, and X thirty senior ran Saturday night in front of the in front of the uh, a packed crowd. We the crowd was hopping. It was so much fun uh, and amazing racing. Of course, Nick Laduke, what a massive win for Cambrian Karting. Another Sodi Kart victory as well in S one. Cole Bailey for Leading Edge Motorsports, working with Greg Bell. And Gary Carlton, Cole's really kind of settled into that crew on the Praga. Man, he was good. And then Dante Yu winning an X30 senior. David, that what a battle. We had Austin Garrison in there in a comp card, of course. Uh, Dante and his dad. And I, you know, I learned more about this on the weekend. His, him and his dad working with Chris Wareheim, his driver coach, out of the back of a pickup truck on a comp cart. He wins over Garrison, who was working with uh, Formula Works, and Wesley Boswell coming back out with Rawlson Performance Group to race. That would have been a good battle to see finish. But after Garrison got in the wall, it ended up being just Dante running to the to the, to the win. But what a great win for Dante you to be able to win here at Lancaster as well. It was definitely young versus old, right? <laughs> it was. It was, yes, it was it almost was. East Coast, West Coast with, a little, with an old guy in there, right? 
That's exactly <laughs> it was. It was Florida versus California and the geriatric set coming in later. I feel you know what? I feel bad calling Wesley Boswell old because I remember watching him as like an eighty cc junior driver at the Oceana Grand Prix when he first started. Him and his dad. It's hard for me to say Wesley's old because is he even thirty well, yet? In terms of karting, he is. But you got to remember that. Well, where he, he's in that no go zone. Yeah. Right back in the day when you were twenty four, twenty five, you were just getting ready to be a pro S one yeah. driver. Well, now once you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, yeah. if you're not in cars, you're a mechanic. Yeah, he's like sad. he's like a Tim Coyne or TJ Coyne. TJ Coyne, yeah, not, not definitely, definitely like a not Tim a Coyne. Although he would love to be an announcer. Boswell keeps he's got a great Chris Walker he, impersonation. He he wanted me to come in. He wanted to work with me at uh, at uh, Pat's Acres, but he didn't show up on Sunday. I don't know where he went. Uh, well, you know what? We'll try to get Boswell on the mic for a little bit uh, at Supernats. How's that sound? That'll be good. That'll be good. All right, folks. There's your Ocala Grand Prix racing recap. Uh, next up, stick with us. We're going to come back with the K1 Race Gear Racing Calendar. In racing, you always want to be focused on improvement. Improving your driving, your braking, your lines, and your understanding of chassis dynamics. At the Rawls Performance Group, we specialize in driver development providing a platform to maximize every opportunity for success. Our staff is made up of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. We're dedicated to your development, your constant improvement, and your success. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. It's what we do. We win. RPG can provide training and trackside support for many of the sport's biggest programs. In 2018, we will be running the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, Winter Series, the Super Nationals, and both the California Pro Kart Challenge and the Can-Am Karting Challenge. If you're looking forward to 2018 and you want to explode out of the gate to put in the best season of your life, call us to reserve a space under our tent for the inaugural Scusa Winter Series. We'll be in Florida to win championships, and we'd love to have you with us. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden here with David Cole. Uh, David getting a chance to not do the production side right now just gets to hang out and talk which is good david uh let's just look really quickly forward a couple races in front of us here now um this weekend coming up wk gold cup running down at barnesville legendary racetrack we've we've used the word iconic racetrack a couple of times barnesville maybe top of the list (laughs) you think oh for sure uh wow Lots of lots of races. I've I've been watching on YouTube a couple of videos of like nineteen eighties, nineteen yeah, early eighties type races down there. So yep. uh, yeah, it's it's got a lot of history with it. Uh, it's it's yeah. So I would it would be interesting to go down there and try that track out. Just a couple more minutes left in this uh, EK and debrief. Let's wrap things up with October thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. Maybe one of the more busier weekends of the year in terms of david cole and i and anybody racing in the u.s as well or yeah in u.s <laughs> racers racing internationally let me there you go david you're going ek you're ek and trackside live you'll have the live broadcast uh down at the wk manufacturers cup finale at gopro motorplex in uh in mooresville a fantastic track uh, of course folks joined david uh live play-by-play at ecardinews.com slash live all weekend long we'll find out who win the championships i myself will be over can't wait to get down to Alan Rudolph Speed Sport Facility in Houston, Texas, the finale for the Texas Pro Kart Challenge. I'll be down there. I think they're going to try to figure out a way to do a live broadcast through the Texas Pro Kart Challenge page. So we'll be streaming my live broadcast as well, potentially. And then two massive events. Uh, you hope these people don't keep putting this race on 
at the same weekend, yeah. but the Miami International Final in Le Mans and the Rock Cup International Final in South Garda, a number of Americans and Canadians running at both of those races. Yes, yeah, I'm working on a, on a list that we can put out uh, either at the end of this week or next week just kind of to get people in, informed on who's actually racing at these two races. So uh, a lot of people, a lot more people are going to be uh, in France now with uh, Supercarts USA sending people, Miami East, USA East sending people out there. Uh, Mark Coates' program, the USPKS program, sending yep. people there. So uh, uh, it's a lot uh, a lot of racers there. But, of course, the Rock Cup International Final, tons of racers there from all over the world, but especially from the United States and Canada as well. So, uh, it'll, yeah, yeah it'll, be interesting. it'll be interesting to see uh, who can emerge from both of those events uh, as contenders. You know what? I've had a chance to be at the Rock Cup International Final on a number of occasions uh, as uh, the guest of, of Vortex and, and Tony Kart and OTK. Cool to hear, though, that uh, a guy that's worked with us in a couple of time, a couple of cases, you even more, Xander Clements is going to be the English-speaking announcer at the Rock Cup International Final. I think that's really cool. I think he's working alongside Yannick Sturzel again from T-Cart. Awesome guy. I always had a great time working with Yannick. But uh, good on Xander Clements to get a chance to, uh, to to spread his wings a little bit to an international race. I guarantee you he is going to love it over there. He won't drink as much wine as I did when I was there. <laughs> but, like, zero. But he will have a great time. <laughs> All right, Dave. What, what is it? Yeah, what is the drinking age there? I think like I think it's twelve. <laughs> there you go. See, so he might be able to have, have a, a glass of, of wine with dinner for sure. They'll have a, they'll give him a small yeah. sippy cup or something. I think. I just I, I want to when I when we see him in Daytona or wherever else we see him afterwards. Or even I know what Vegas, you're going to say. Maybe. I want to see. I want to see if he has his Italian. Does he have his Yannick know. Sturzel impression ready to go? Yeah, I want. Yeah, does I wanna he have hear. it ready? Because sure, I know they. When I was there, all the corner workers kept doing green, green, green to me. Every time they see me, hey, it's you, green, green, green. Oh, do it, do it. <laughs> hey, Dave, any any other words to wrap things up here? Big weekend, as we said, coming up in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then uh, after that, Vegas, baby. Wow, can you? It's again. That's the way this year is rolled through. Uh, we're going to cap off uh, Bardsville this weekend. You and I are both on the road for the weekend after that, and then man. It's Supernats is going to roll up on us. I cannot wait. Brand new, obviously, brand new parking lots. Uh, I think the track that's going to be, you know, obviously designed by Howie Idelson, uh, Bonner Moulton, and with help this year from Wesley Boswell is going to be tremendous. Those guys have a year doing a track, which I think will play, pay dividends. So much room to work with. Um, it's Vegas. It's the 21st annual Supernationals. It's the 21st race I've had a chance to to call. Uh, we're going to be there. You and I are going to do a bunch of new stuff, add add some more components to our EK and Trackside live coverage. It's going to be awesome. Uh, let's wrap this edition of the ECAN Debrief up. We want to thank those of you who uh, listened in, uh, who may have uh, shared your drive to work or drive home from work with us. That's the idea. We want to make sure you guys can have this on, in the in, uh, whether you're in the office, whether you're out working on the cart in the garage, whether you're driving to, you know, driving to or from work to try to ease the monotony of the, of the commute. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Big thanks to our sponsors of this particular broadcast as well. Briggs and Stratton Racing. Can, you can reach them at BriggsRacing.com. Ocala Grand Prix. OcalaGrandPrix.com. No D, of course, in grand. It's Grand. OcalaGrandPrix.com. And K1 Race Gear. If you're looking for a new suit for 2018, good time to order it right now. K1RaceGear.com. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of David Cole, this has been Rob Howden. Another part of the EKN Radio Network. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another EKN Debrief.